Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, guys. Today, we are going to dig in and get a little tactical. We are going to talk about a a fundamental element of copywriting um, that I think a lot of people overlook. And because a lot of people overlook it, some people do it very badly. So let's make sure that none of us are those people who do it badly. What are we talking about? We're talking about a call to action. So Kate, what is a call to action? A call to action is what you want the person, the next step that you want the user to take in the user journey. So it's literally the action that you want them to take and you're calling them to do it, which is why it's called a call to action. So CTA, you might see it abbreviated as often. That's usually what you'll use in your your copy doc. So because it is the action that you want the user to take, this might look like shop now or buy 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 now. Apparently I want you to shop and buy now, but it could also be like learn more or read more or request more information or get the five tips or anything like that. And so you'll notice all of these start with an action, uh, which generally you want them to do because you're telling the user what it is that you want them to do and setting the expectation and making it clear what's going to happen if they click that button. So for example, if they're downloading something, it might be like download now. You would expect the download to start at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you're signing up for something, you'd expect to go somewhere where you can enter your information to sign up. So you're thinking through what makes most sense for whatever the next thing is going to be in that experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And the vast, vast majority of your copy will have these. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. The, there there is there really kind of a, a differentiation in copywriting between 
uh, direct response copywriting and branding copywriting. Branding copywriting being the 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 ads that you see sometimes that you go, well, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, like I think of the the Skittles copywriting. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, the the Skittles. Um, Skittle Super Bowl ads where you go, all right, well, now I'm more aware of Skittles, but it's not like you told me to go and buy some Skittles. Awareness campaigns where you're like, all right, well, now I know about this. That being said, the vast majority of copywriting that you will ever do is direct response, Mm -hmm. meaning that you want people to do something, to take an action. And I would say that that 95% of the copywriting you'll ever do is, if not 100, is direct response copywriting. In in the entire copywriting industry, uh, branding awareness copywriting is probably like 5% and steadily decreasing. Part of what makes copywriting so useful is that it it tells people what to do. It gets people to do what you want them to do. And again, it could be shop or buy now, but it could be uh, to sign up for a newsletter. It could be to read more. It could be, but every interaction that a company or an organization has with a, a reader or a follower or a user, they have something that they want to take them to next in the customer or the user journey. And that's what the call to action is all about, is taking them to that next place. Now, one of the ways that a lot of people get this wrong is that, like Kate, you were saying, that making it really clear what's coming next. If it's not clear what's going to happen next, it's not an effective call to action. Um, and actually, to be totally transparent, we had to just pause this recording because we were trying to think of an example of a call to action because we, we we do see them regularly, but we skip over them. Um, and we're so used to writing call to action. So we had to look for an example of a bad call to action, but we certainly found some. Um Join the adventure was one we came across. Mm-hmm. And what was, did it even say what the, what the site was for? Yeah, I believe it was for coffee. For which... coffee. Join the adventure. What does that mean? Your call to action should be simple and it should be concise and people should instantly understand what it means and what's going to happen next. Join the adventure. Where is that going to take them? Your, your, on an adventure, reader, I think. Exactly. <laughs> Whoa, a coffee adventure. Um, you're, the person who's reading the copy should immediately understand. There should be no questions, no thinking, nothing like that. Um, there was a, a design book that I read years ago years ago called Don't Make Them Think. Um, mm. And really, that's kind of all you need to read it if you want to. But just that line itself, don't make people think. Make it super duper clear. It's, you know, something else like be part of the family, what on earth does that mean? What family, what's going to, what is going to happen when I click this button or when I do this thing? It needs to be incredibly clear. And I think where some of these come from is obviously a copywriter trying to maybe be in the brand voice and trying to add a little bit of personality to this area. Uh, But as we were saying, well, we were like talking about these examples beforehand, but this is not the area that you want to add personality necessarily. It's what you want to be so simple, so clear. And you have to remember that people might not read all of your copy. So they might read the headline and then the call to action. They might skip the body copy or, you know, they might skim some subheaders depending obviously on the, the, the piece of copy and what, 
you know, how much there is before the call to action and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But the point being, if they don't have full, they might not have full context looking at your call to action. If you still want them to click that button, then it needs to be super, super clear. And it can't be too convoluted and tied up with they have to read the entire piece of copy to understand the call to action. If they have to read everything to understand the call to action, that's just going to happen, you know, 0.01% of the time, if at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I always joke that I think the only person that reads all my copy is my mom. God love her. Uh, No one else does. That's okay. That's, I don't read all of the copy I see out in the world. That's just Mm -hmm. how we operate. So remembering that when you're writing that call to action, that that needs to be just as impactful as your headline and just as clear as your headline. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and to that point about not, not getting caught up in trying to be cute and, oh, this is the place where I'm going to put in the brand voice. Won't this be fun? Your call to action is not the place for fun. Plenty of other places for fun within your copy, not your call to action. Um, the other examples, a couple of other examples we found were um, – a button that said, mmm, coffee. What? What on earth happens? And who's like, what? What? I can't even, I have no more words for that. What? Um, and then the, what was the other one, Kate? Oh, the one, the, the example that you had. That, yeah, I want this. Or, yeah. First of all, I think sometimes it throws off very subtly, and I, th- I don't know that people will notice it, but I think subconsciously they will in the sense that if you're saying, speaking to the customer as you the whole time, and then suddenly it's, I want this, it completely changes how you're talking to the customer. Because obviously you're not talking in first person. Who's I at that point? Is it mm-hmm. you, is it the customer? Um, and it's not clear, again, like <laughs> to go back to that point, it's, I, I, I want, th- but what's going to, where am I going to go? I want this, but if I hit this, what's, what's going to happen to me? Exactly. Am I going to get a sign up form? Am I going to be taken to a, a purchase, page? purchase page? Am right. I going to be yeah. taken to a cart page? Is it already going to be in my cart? Are you going to take me to a place where I have to make a phone call to someone? All of this stuff makes it so much more difficult and for the, the reader to understand and vastly decreases the chances that they will actually take that action that you want them to take. And frankly, it might make them hesitant in a case like that in the sense that in the date now that we have Amazon and you can do the one click buy now, I get very hesitant to be like, is this going to, is what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. It, am I doing something that's irreversible? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most things aren't, but it's still, if you, put that hesitancy in someone to, to second guess or rethink what they're going to do, then they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And sometimes too, specificity, you can write a call to action and it can be clear, but if it's not specific, it can trip things up. You know, you could be on a spa website and you'd say, you know, get a massage. Okay. Well, is that going to take me to a scheduling page? Is that going to take me to learn more about the massage? Is that going to take me to a place where I purchase the massage? If it's obviously, well, maybe not obviously, clearly not obviously. If it's a place where, if you're taking me to a page where I'm going to be able to schedule my massage or schedule my services, 
the the button, the call to action should be schedule now or schedule your services or something like that. Mm -hmm. Specificity and clarity is what you want to be aiming for when it comes to your call to action. And that's, we're talking, obviously we're talking about buttons a lot, but calls to action are not just for um, digital pieces. They are for print pieces as well. They are for in, in videos as well. It still needs to be clear and specific. And it doesn't necessarily have to be short either. I know we said, well, buy now or shop now, but it could be on a letter. It could be, you know, call, insert phone number to ask your Senator about, I don't know, issue, something like that. Clarity and <laughs> issues. Fill in the blanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fill in specific issues. Yeah. Mad libs with, with, uh, yeah. CTAs. But, um, but clarity and specificity in no matter what the medium is. Yeah. And I think where this might trip copywriters up and one thing you want to definitely do when you're, when you're doing your creative brief at at early stage in in your writing, you want to make sure you ask the client to see what's coming before the thing you're working on and what's coming after. Where does your piece live within the user journey? So you want to understand the entire user journey and where your piece fits in. So where are they coming from? Are they clicking an ad to get to where you are? And that'll influence the context of what you put on there. What does that ad copy say? And how can you build off of that and maintain consistency with that? And then where are they going after? And same thing, if that piece is already written, how can you maintain that consistency in voice, but then also making sure the call to action, that's the piece that comes after is obviously really, really important to know where you're driving them and what that looks like. So get all of that information up front from your client uh, if they can't provide it to you, they need to provide it to you. That's Otherwise, this lives in a vacuum and nothing nothing really lives in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. So where in the user journey is this? Mm-hmm. Figure out what that looks like. Yeah. And don't overcomplicate it either. You know, if you're thinking, well, I, you know, they, they want me to write an ad and then the ad is going to take them to a page where it's going to give them more information. Okay. Learn more get more details. That is a perfectly valid call to action too. It doesn't all have to be make a call or make a purchase. Like learn more is perfectly fine. However, make sure that your call to action makes sense within the context as well, because uh, call to action like, well, next Mm. is okay only in the sense of like you're filling out a multi-page form, right? You're on a website for, and unfortunately we came to mind as government websites, which are terrible. So don't take those as an example. But if you're filling out a multi-page form and maybe it shows you how many more pages you have to mm-hmm. go through, if you, you know, name, address, phone number, the bottom it says next. Okay. I mean, go to the next page, probably even a little bit more clear, but in that context of filling out a form, people understand that next is going to take them to the next portion. But let's say you're on a website and you're learning about dog training and you're interested in potentially hiring these people to train your dog. What on earth does next at the bottom of that page mean? Next what? What comes next? For sure. And so I know you mentioned print versus digital. And so that's another thing to consider when you're writing your calls to action. So if you're on the internet Obviously, or I shouldn't say obviously, you don't need to put out in the call to action, visit www.xyzcompany.com. You can hyperlink text, you can make it a button, you can do all sorts of things that 
you don't have to spell out a web address of where they're going next or what you want them to do. So keep in mind the medium when you're, when you're writing your call to actions. If you're doing something like a radio ad or a print boat brochure, then yeah, if you want someone to visit to a website, if you want to get them online after listening to something, then you need to spell out. And hopefully, you know, if it's a really long website, you want to talk with your client about getting a vanity URL, which is essentially just a very short, you know, um, xyz.com slash happy or whatever the easy, super easy word. People know how to spell it. They can remember it. And there's increases the chance that they will go from whatever they're listening and type in their phone or type in their computer, that web address. It's really hard to get people from a print slash audio to go type something in. So you want to make that step as easy as possible. And so same thing with a print postcard. Again, you want to make that URL as short as possible because if people have to do work, which typing in a URL is, you're like, that's so easy. It's work. Notice the next time you get a print piece and whether or not you visit a website. Um, Obviously, QR codes are kind of coming back Mm -hmm. post-pandemic. That is an option, but... um, It's an option. but yeah. it's not a call to action it's not in a itself. Fail safe. Yep. You cannot just put a QR code on anything yep. and assume that people are going to just because they don't know. It, or assume that the people know how, depending on, you know, That's true, there were plenty of people I've noticed at restaurants and they're like, hey, do you have a print, t- printed menu? I don't, I don't carry my cell phone out to dinner or I don't know. I have a dumb phone. Um, there's, there's a lot. You want to make it accessible as possible for. Mm-hmm whoever your audience is. Exactly. And and the rules still apply. Mm-hmm. Check out our menu. Use the QR yeah. code below to check out our menu. You can't just put a QR code somewhere and assume that it's not a call to action. Mm-hmm. A button with no text is not a call to action. You yeah. have to tell people what to do and let them and know. what they're going to get. And what they're going to yeah. get. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Go to this QR code. Is it going to be a scary? That's going to go to some random website. You never know. <laughs> This is very, very true. Very true. Yes. So the moral of the story is calls to action are very, very important and crucial. You need to, there's almost no point to copywriting if you're not going to give someone a next step to take. Um, Even if it's stay tuned for the next episode, uh, which you may hear that coming up soon, Uh, or keep keep your eyes on your inbox for tomorrow's email, something like that. But you have to give people that next step. At the same time, though, you have to be clear and you have to help them understand what is going to happen when they take that next step. Yeah. And one note on a common call to action, which is click here or click for blah, 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 blah. A lot of things often start with click. It feels like a very antiquated back in the day internet starting that you need to tell people to click. One thing to note now is often people aren't clicking, they're tapping, they're swiping, they're doing something on their device that is a different motion than click. One thing you can do because, yeah, sometimes it works. Sometimes click here or click for to get, blah, 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 again, specificity where they're going to get if they click. Sometimes it works. So test it. If you're, you have a client that's drawn to that language, See if you can test that language. And that goes for any call to action. If there's an opportunity to test, you you might want to do that because the copy on the CTA really can make a huge difference in whether people are clicking through or not. So mm-hmm. click yeah. here, 
typically not the best, not the strongest copy. It feels very like, yeah. But if it's working, it may depend on your audience. To your yeah. point, Kate, like if it's a if it's a less tech savvy audience, mm-hmm. you may need to say click here to get your download or exactly. right click here to say you know that right. kind of thing versus get your download right here. Mm-hmm. So to Kate's point, absolutely test test your copy or have your client test your copy. Yeah. Okay. So a relatively short one, but an important one. And we hope it's a lesson that all of you take to heart as you write your copy, because it's going to come up with every single piece of copy that you write. So maybe this is one that you star or save and come back to. And with that, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Oh, no, wait, I didn't do a call to action. I take it back. Guys, come back for the next episode. Oh, and if you haven't yet, subscribe. next Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Subscribe. That's subscribe. a better CTA for this. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So then you don't miss it. Yeah, exactly. Subscribe to the podcast and then come back for the next episode. You get a present every Wednesday. Exactly. All right. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.